Mm. He's not leaving anybody behind. Mm. He's not ignoring you. He knows you're there. Just wait, be patient. Welcome to the Meet Me in Isaiah podcast, where you will meet people who have met Jesus in Isaiah today. Well, hey, y'all, this is Marnie Clark. I'm so excited to be here with my friend, Kathy Stolle. We are here to chat from the book of Isaiah, of course, but Kathy and I go way back. So we went to the same high school, elementary school. Um, a small Christian school. Her mom was my science teacher. We reconnected in the last couple of months and we just had the, the best conversation. When she told me the story she told me, I was like, could you come on the Isaiah podcast, the Meet Me and Isaiah podcast? Because I really wanted you all to hear, hear what she has to say. So welcome, Kathy. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and what you may not know is she is halfway around the world. <laughs> and I just love this technology. We're on Zoom here if you're listening to the audio. Um, and and we're, she's just loud and clear. She's there with her gaming headphones on. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so, well, tell me what's going on with you. What's new? Well, um, we are here in Bavaria, Germany. Uh, we've been here for the last two years. Um, we have enjoyed it, even with COVID. Um, we've been able to see some amazing things. Uh, God's blessed us beyond measure. And um, oh my goodness, so many amazing things. <laughs> uh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> Just being over there, it's so beautiful. And I know every time I've had any interaction with you, you've just talked about what a gift it is being over there. It really is. Um, particularly, I'm not, the way that we have grown up, there's not a lot of snow in Alabama, period. True. <laughs> and well, I have shoveled snow more than I care to admit. And, but, you know, in places like Alabama, um, snow just looks a little weird and off. Um, here in Bavaria, it is, it looks like, it looks right. And it's amazing. And uh. it's beautiful. Um, and there's nothing quite like seeing the Bavarian Alps uh, in the middle of winter. Uh, it's gorgeous. It looks like a picture postcard. It really does. I love it. Wow. I have never been, my husband, and I travel a good bit, um, my daughter, but I have, I have wanted to go to Germany. So we may be knocking on your door someday. Hey, you're always welcome. You are <laughs> always welcome. We'd be happy to show you around. Oh my goodness. Well, so like myself, Kathy grew up, um, in a Christian home and we went to a Christian school. We memorized scripture. I feel like we have so much of the Bible in our hearts and, and yet it's just, it's a relationship. And so you were telling me a little bit about your relationship and how it's evolved and, um, just some stories from your own life. And I would just, yeah. You know, and I asked Kathy, I was like, could you tie this into Isaiah? <laughs> Cause I wanted you to tell your story and I wanted you to be on this podcast. So do you want to start by just reading the verses, maybe share those, and then we can launch into, to what you have for, for our audience today. 
I sure can. Okay, so we're going to delve into Isaiah chapter 40. And um, this book in general is, as we have stated before, it can be heavy at the beginning, but at chapter 40, it just, it's this aha moment. And I fell in love with this chapter and um, it's just amazing. So the verses that we're going to hit today are uh, uh, Isaiah chapter 40, verses three through five. Um, and I'm going to read that first, and then I'll say the verses, uh, the verse uh, reference, and then say that Perfect. as well. And everybody can follow along if they want to. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, the first uh, verses are chapter 40, verse, verses three through five. And I am reading the NASB version, so you may have a different version. Um, A voice is calling, clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Make smooth in the desert a highway for our Lord. Let every valley be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. And let the rough ground become plain and the rugged terrain a broad valley. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all flesh will see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Um, I love that. I love that Mm -hmm. so much. Um, So So deep. So much prophecy. So much. Um, And then uh, we'll just skip over to uh, uh, verse 11. Uh, Like a shepherd, he will tend his flock. In his arm, he will gather the lambs and carry them in his bosom. He will gently lead the nursing ewes. Now, you may not understand what this means now, but when you hear my story, it will make tons of sense, tons of sense. And the last section will be 27 through 31. Why do you say, O Jacob, and assert, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and the justice due me escapes the notice of my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary nor tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might, he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles, they will run and not get tired, they will walk and not become weary. And mm. as a side note, that verse 31 is a is our school's verse. Yes. <laughs> Back in the um, Shays Mountain Christian School days, I think that verse was like painted on our wall. It was. It was actually plastered on my on the wall right across from my mother's room. Mm. And because um, I remember seeing it every day for 12 years (laughs) but um I it was it was there on the wall for certain for certain Mm -hmm. um and I love that you picked that verse and this chapter wow yeah I'm wanting to give everything away I'm like oh oh yeah I see why (laughs) I see why you picked this (gasps) yeah it's a lot of fun um but again you'll see what the Lord has shown me and how he's led me to grow even more uh, with this chapter. So I'm really excited about it. Well, so tell us a little bit about your journey. You shared with me um, just 
your relationship with the Lord and some events with your daughter. And I would just, I'd love to hear, I would love for our audience to hear. Okay. Um, so let me give you a little backstory. Um, my husband and I have been military for the last 16 years. Um, we have moved a grand total of 12 times in that time. And I don't recommend it. Um, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard just um, staying in one location for as little as six months to three and a half years. It just really depends on what's going on. Um, and having kids too makes it more difficult because then school and other things are involved. Um, and that brings me to my kids. Uh, EJ, he is 13 and is uh, crazy. Uh, but he's just like any other teenage boy. Um, so much fun, so much to learn. Goofy, nerdy, so much fun. I love him to death. Um, and wow. then you have, and then you have my daughter Lena, who is ten. And uh, this is what the story is about. Is about her today. And um, in her short life, she has moved four times. She has been in three different schools, um, EJ Moore, of course, because uh, he's older, but it, it's not always easy when you're packing up and moving, um, yeah. for, particularly with schools. Um, and it's even harder when you find something not quite right. Mm -hmm. um, so, which leads me into the story. Um, Lena, um, bright young girl, uh, social butterfly. Don't know where she gets that from. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> um, she is full of energy, always a smile on her face. Um, bright eyes, just, she's, she, she's just an incredible little girl and I am truly blessed to be her mom. Mm. Um, but, um, with moving, you know, she starts in preschool, you know, normal things, normal. Um, first grade, I start seeing her, she starts bringing things home and seeing her work and some things are not quite right. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, okay, well, she's just six. Let's let this go. Um, I'll mention, I'll mention some things to the doctor, like her, uh, her letters and some numbers are backwards. Mm -hmm. She's not getting all her, all of her phonetics in. So the sound of, of, you know, the letters and how the phonics works and she's not quite understanding it, but you know, she's six, no big deal. Right. Um, doctor agrees. And at that point we've already moved three times in her short life. Mm. And in second grade, I start seeing it, but you know, it's okay. It's not too bad, but still it's more consistent. The letters are reversed. Still no, still not quite getting the phonics, which by this age, she should start getting it. Mm -hmm. mm, can't tell the difference between B and D, Q and P. Her S's are backwards. And I'm like, okay, so what do I, need to do you know sorry 
I hear your dogs. Well, mine will be next. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, but, um, so I, going back, um, we, uh, I noticed these things and I bring it to the teacher and the teacher is like, well, she is young, but I wouldn't worry about it too much because she's only seven. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Mm, I feel like I'm being brushed under a rug. Mm. And so this happens. And this is right after we've moved here to Germany. Um, Because we moved in the middle of the year. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you'll have that happen. And, um, and um, hold on. Can I help you? No, you may not go outside. Sorry. Go. Go. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. My son. My son. Okay. I hope you can. (laughs) Hey, I love it. We're we're, we're just rolling with it. We're just going to go with it. This is real life here. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry about that, but. No, you're good. um, But, okay. So back up just a little bit. We're in, we're still in Virginia at this time. Mm-hmm. And I start seeing these things, but we're moving. So I'm not too worried about it. Next school will pick it up. Right. We get here. We're here a grand total of two months. And I am going through a lot um, at that point. Not only have we moved to Germany, but I'm here three weeks. And my dad has a heart attack and a triple bypass. Mm-hmm. So I fly back to the States alone. Mm -hmm. My husband's here getting the kids set up for school, starting a new job, getting a house. Chaos, complete chaos. Absolute (laughs) chaos. And I'm at home helping my mom take care of my dad. Mm. I finally come back after about a month. Um, He's fine. Thank God. I praise God every day uh, that he's, my dad's fine. But I come back. I still have to unpack a house and I'm trying to make sure that the kids are out the door going to school like they should. And not but three weeks later, COVID hits. Okay. So I have forgotten the timing of this. Oh yeah. Complete overwhelm at this point. (laughs) It's like, there's no reason to even try at this point. It's like, everything's out of control. Oh, absolutely. And we had been on COVID lockdown a week longer than everybody else because Mm. Lena got sick and we thought that she had COVID, but there was no true testing at that point to tell. So we were in quarantine for 14 days at that point (laughs) and then everything shut down. And so by the time that quarantine lift lifted, lockdown lifted, we were like breaking free. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But during that time, they did have virtual schooling. And so I was able to work more one-on-one with Lena and realize that these letters, these sounds, this is not a fluke. Right. She's not getting it. Right. And I'm, I start doing research and I'm like, it's dyslexia, dyslexia, Mm -hmm. dyslexia, dysgraphia, dyscalculia, all of it. And I'm like, she's like, she's textbook, but -hmm. it's harder to see in girls because what do they do? They mask. Right. We mask so bad in general. So at that point, I'm like, okay, I know that we are going to have to fight to get her help. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. But, 
end of the year comes and they're still not back in school. Mm. I mean, it's virtual, but there's only so much you can do virtual at that point because that was still new. Right. So they weren't set up for it. No, no, not at all. Um, we were blessed enough to have a couple of extra com- old computers that my husband and I had jury rigged together to make sure that the kids could still use a computer, mm-hmm. but it was, I would never use them for anything other than just video conferencing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we're complete, complete, unbelievably blessed to have those at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, summer hits and we're like, okay, I'm going to hit hard with this, with her this summer. So she's prepared for third grade. We go over numbers. We go over letters. We're writing. We're going over the sounds. We're going over everything. I think she's doing okay. Mm-hmm. I think she's where she needs to be. I get her into third grade. No, she reverts back so bad. And, um, to the point where T- uh, her teacher calls me and she says, we really need to have a meeting mm. um, because she is in reading intervention. Um, and the reading interventionist is like, Mm-mm, there's something going on here. And I'm like, right. okay. So we call, we get this conference going and they validate everything that I had seen. And I finally feel like I'm not being shoved under a rug that my concerns Mm. are valid. And I just start bawling in the middle of this meeting. And mind you, this is all still virtual because (laughs) everything is still COVID. Many of the, many of the meetings even now are still considered virtual just because Mm. of COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, But she pulls up all these papers and she's like, she puts them up on the screen, shares her screen. She's like, look, this is valid. You're not crazy. I promise. So, mm-hmm. um, there was a pre- there was a, a plan that was started. Um, and we, she was like, I'm going to start the paperwork. We're going to have testing. We're going to get her to going. And so because of COVID it is taking longer so we can have her set up and ready to go by the time she's in fourth grade. I'm like, okay, all right, we've got a plan. This is good. Right. Cause I've been praying this whole time. I'm like, God, please help me, <laughs> help yeah. me, show me the way. And, um, I felt like God was like, yeah, it's time. Let's go. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'm, I'm working at the school, um, luckily enough, and things are going a lot slower than I had anticipated. So I'm able to actually go and check and that sort of thing. I had a wonderful person that I worked for um, who was also in the special education department. She's like, have you found this out? Have you found this out? She really kept me on track. Um, That's good. We got to the point at the end of the year where Lena still had not been officially tested for dyslexia. And I was getting angry. (laughs) I can imagine. Um, I was getting very, very angry, um, angry at God, angry at the situation. Um, I was so beyond angry at God because this is supposed to be happening. This is what you promised. You promised me that this was God, that this was her time. Mm -hmm. 
and you're telling me no? What in the world am I supposed to do with this? Mm. I mean, I grew up, you know, in a Christian school, a very Christian home. God's going to take care of you is thrown down your throat the entire (laughs) time growing up. And it's just, you know, you believe it, you know, it's going to happen. And he, he does, he does, but it's not always in our time. And I really think that that was the lesson that I, that this was beginning to teach me because Mm -hmm. my time is not always God's time. And at this point, God was like, no, it's not her time, not Mm. her time. And I had been praying so hard, but no, that was the answer. Not now. I was so angry. I didn't talk to God the entirety of the summer and the beginning of the school year. I turned my back on him. Um, It was... I was so angry, angry, anger doesn't even cover it. I was furious. The basis of all your emotions, I I still can't even describe it. I was so angry. Mm. Um, but he never was a roller coaster. It was a roller coaster. It was like, it seemed like he had said yes. And you were getting all these answers. And then it was like, I don't know. Yeah. Feel abandoned or that's it you know that's the word that is actually the word I've been looking for Mm. abandoned um I felt so abandoned that is definitely the word Mm. um wow it's amazing I didn't even realize it till now wow um yeah definitely abandoned and um so I go the summer um our summer cruise didn't work out. Everything seemed to go wrong during the summer. Mm. My son had broken his wrist. My, oh my <laughs> I mean, just everything that could go wrong did, uh, minus COVID. None of us got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. That is very good. But just everything else went wrong. Uh, we were supposed to go on a cruise and that didn't happen because they stopped accepting American passports for some odd reason. Don't know why. Um, in Italy, um, they, um, you know, my son fell, broke his arm. Um, and I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was enough. And where we are, we don't technically have a military hospital. So mm. we have to go on the economy and, oh boy, language barrier. So, <laughs> oh my uh, goodness. The doctors speak really good English, but the nurses and the staff, not so much. Um, so Mm. that's, you know, we had to deal with that. And then, you know, I had a job that I was working all summer for and I didn't get paid like I was supposed to just pretty much anything that could go wrong did. Mm. And I go to go back to work a few months later, um, at the end of August and I meet this amazing lady. Um, we're just going to call her Jossie. Uh, Jossie is this amazing number one kindergarten teacher. Number mm-hmm. two, just her walk with the Lord is incredible. 
and she had invited me to a Bible study at Grace Baptist Church, and which is a fa- it, which is amazing. Um, all English, you know, set up by by a missionary. I love it. Okay, fine. Mm. But at that point, I wasn't thrilled. <laughs> um, but but she, she said like, yes. I went. Physically, I went willingly. Physically. (laughs) Mentally and spiritually, I went kicking and screaming. Mm -hmm. I was not having it. But she, you're going to laugh why I went. She was new and she was excited. And that excitement was infectious. So when you say she was new, was she a new Christian? No, uh, new to the location, like had been there a grand total of a month. Okay. And so when I say new, it's generally new, new, like new to a location, Mm -hmm. uh, just because we move so much. Um, But she was new to the job, new to the location, new to pretty much everything around. So I wanted to be able to help her ease into living in another country if mm-hmm. if at all possible because at that point I've been here for a year and a half okay um I wanted to introduce her to I wanted to show her her first pretzel her first bratwurst <laughs> you know things like that um but she had invited me to go to this church and I was like okay all right fine it gives me a chance to get to know her okay Again, physically willing, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, kicking and screaming. Um, And I walk in, she picks me up, I walk into the church, and I'm overwhelmed with acceptance and love, which I hadn't experienced that in a very long time. Um, I hadn't been really fed spiritually in a very long time. I mean, I go, I go to chapel, but it's military. So it's not deep. It's very flesh deep. Um, and only when you get to meet the right people, do you, does it go any deeper? Right. Uh, so if you want to be fed, you have to find a church on the economy. And I had not been really fed since Fort Lee in Virginia. And that had been two a uh, year and a half at that point. So um, I'm sitting there, excuse me, and I see all these people I'm working with. And I'm like, okay, so it's not just me and her, it's other people I'm working with. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've, they put down the, the Bible, the Bible study in front of me, pack it. And I'm like, okay, what is this? And it's about the women that God used in the Bible in the old Testament. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, all right. Well, I was a religion minor in college. Why not? Okay. Um, we studied women in Christian history. Sure. Why not? Okay. So we start talking about, um, we, we start talking about, um, Zipporah and you know how how she kept her faith even when Miriam was not necessarily the nicest to her and you know things like that and I'm like I'm I'm like okay all right I like it for the history Mm -hmm. okay and I'm like okay I'll come back next week 
the following week, <laughs> we start talking about Ruth. Mm -hmm. And the subject of that was time. It's time. And I'm like, okay, all right. And during that week leading up to that particular Bible study, I actually start praying and I'm like, I'm trying to heal my relationship. Is it pretty? No. Is it short? Absolutely. Is it like when you come back after you've had a really big fight with your sister? Absolutely. It's short, sweet, I'll spend time with you because I have to kind of situation. <laughs> but I you love work how on real it. this is. I mean, this is real. This is a relationship. This is right. not, this is not saying rote prayers. This is you're angry. You feel hurt. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is a relationship. And, you know, you hear relationship, you know, growing up and you're like, oh, okay, I'll pray every day. I'll do my Bible study, blah, blah, blah. But a relationship is what you put into it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that until I was older and it really sunk home this, in this past year. Mm -hmm. um, but I was angry. I was, these prayers were short and sweet. I was not happy. And God knew it because there were times where he was like, is this really how you feel? I mean, you could just feel it. Mm. You could just feel it in your heart. You could feel it in your bones. And just before I went that, went to Bible study, I sat, I actually laid prostrate on the floor and was like okay you want to know how I feel this is how I feel mm. and I just let God have it I let him have it the tears the anger the yelling now mind you the kids are at school this point so they don't think I've lost my mind that's but good. <laughs> but that's good but it's yeah you can handle it absolutely and so I yell I scream I holler and that night I go to Bible study and I'm just like, okay, whatever you want, God, I'm here. I'm done. You win. Hmm. Fine. Whatever you want to do what you want to do. Okay. I give it up. And I had gotten a call earlier that day where they were like, with Lena's testing it was being postponed again. And that's what led to the whole, I'm done. Right. Just angry. So I go to Bible study that night and I'm sitting there and I feel emotionally drained, physically exhausted, mentally exhausted, just from just yelling at God all day. <laughs> <laughs> and it, they did this really interesting thing because it was the first time they had done a Bible study like this. And it was an icebreaker. And so people are going around and saying their name and then one or two things that they, that makes them unique. Mm -hmm. And this one woman, um, sitting right next to Jossie, <laughs> um, she says, hi, my name's Karen and I am a certified Orton Gilliam dyslexia tutor. 
at that point, time stops for me. I mean, physically stops. Like what you see in the cartoons, that happened. Um, Time stops. I feel this pressure on my shoulders like a hug. And I hear this voice in my ear and it says, it's her time now. Mm. It's Lena's time. And I, I sit up a little taller and I'm like, and I just think, say that again, please. I'm begging just so I know I understand. And he says it again, it's Lena's time. Hmm. And I feel like this peace and this calm. And I take this deep breath and Time starts up again, and I realize that she has just finished stating what she's stating, her little welcome, and she, I look at her, and I'm just like, I need to talk to you after this. Wow. And she says, absolutely, no problem. I mean, there, there are no, there's not a way you could arrange that yourself. No. I mean, I mean, just the, the, obviously the fact she was there, that's so obvious, but your emotions leading up to that, the timing. It's incredible. Timing. It's a God thing. I can't claim any of that. That is all God. Um, so he's, he's just, since then, everything has, you know, since I let go, everything's been going in God's way and timing, and it couldn't be more smooth mm. just because I finally gave up. I gave up to what God wanted me to do. I quit fighting. I quit screaming. I quit being this person that just wanted to do it on their own. Mm. I mean, with this lifestyle, you have a very tough outer shell. You have to, if you, if you don't, you're going to fall apart. This life is not easy. So relying on someone, even be it God is very difficult, particularly for me. Um, I don't like asking for help. Mm. I hate asking for help. Um, it's weakness in my eyes, but I know that through this, it's not, Mm. So this whole thing was very humbling. And when you asked me to come on and talk, attach this to Isaiah, I was like, oh my goodness. Okay, how am I going to do this? How do I do this? I I can't, I can't. And I had been asking friends and family for weeks um, leading up to it. And about a week before, um, several people in succession had said, Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40, Isaiah 40. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This can't be possible. And so I sat down with it about a week before. And it, I had said this before, and I'll say it again. God hit me upside the head with a two by four. (laughs) (laughs) You told me that before we started recording. (laughs) Well, I'll say it now. (laughs) Um, It's, um, it's, 
God really hit me hard with this lesson and Isaiah 40 was all in it. Um, so at the beginning of this, um, you know, I'm mad. I'm so angry at God. And he just lets me scream like a two-year-old mm. who's not getting their way. And during all this time, I'm having just this awful, awful time. I'm not wanting to talk to him. I'm this petulant child. And when God said it's her time, after I gave everything up, he just scooped me up and just hugged me. And that's where Isaiah 40 comes in. And verse 11 in particular, he's like, look, you know, he, that like a shepherd, he will tend his flock in his arm. He will gather the lambs and carry them in his bosom. He will gently leave the nursing ewes. He's not leaving anybody behind. He's not ignoring you. He knows you're there. Just wait, be patient. And that doesn't just apply to my daughter. That applies to me. And that was the amazing thing is that he just didn't forget me. He knew I was there and he's going to carry me through this, me, Lena, my husband, my son, through all of this, close to his chest and not let us go. Wow. And <laughs> I mean, you look back at the, you, you know, back in history, you had those shepherds and what would they do when you had a sheep, a lamb that ran off? The shepherd would leave the flock, go find that one sheep, break its legs, carry it around his shoulders, form that bond and stay. That's basically what God's done to me. <laughs> what a picture. What a picture. What a perfect verse. And I, you know, I, you read it out of New American Standard. I'm trying to look it up in the ESV. My Bible here is New American Standard also. So I was following along with you, but I know I've read before that verse 11. Ah, here it is. In other versions, it says this, and you may have read this. I'm not sure. It says he will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms he will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. Oh, <laughs> so in that version, it almost adds another layer because he's leading you as you have your child. Like he's leading you with, with Lena. I like that version better. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So. Oh, it's so much fun. I love, I love that. So the treasure fun. hunt of the Bible. Absolutely. And that's what I love about the Bible is just that it's one big treasure hunt. Where are you going to find next? And the, that aha moment was with verse 11, but also he, in in the verse, in the, in this chapter itself, it's 
he's like, look, you know, I got you. I got you. And this shows it in verses three through five. A voice is calling, clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Make smooth in the desert a highway for our God. Let every valley be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low and the rough ground become plain and the rugged terrain in, the, in a broad valley. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all flesh will see it together. And for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And that's, to me, that's God saying, hey, I made a promise. Mm. I'm not giving up. It's still there. Coupled with verse 11, I've got you. This is my plan. And he's holding you while you're waiting. Yeah. His love for you. I, I think one thing that struck me so much, and his love is this way for all of us, but just how he just went after you. Like he was ferociously loving you in the same, in the way that you were loving Lena. Like you were so ferocious about, (laughs) we have to fix this. And he was running after you as his child with that same, just relentless, relentless. That's definitely the word. I don't deserve it, but he did. I I was thinking about, there's another, there's another verse in Isaiah. Well, so this version is a little different, but he taught, we were talking about waiting and just like feeling abandoned. And this is Isaiah 49, 23 at the end. Basically it says those who wait on the Lord will not be disappointed. Oh, yes. Very good one. 4923. Yes. Such a good verse. I love that. Um, It it can also go with um, the other verses, uh, 27 through 31. Um, So I'll read that and Mm then uh, um, we can tie that in. Um, Why do you say, O Jacob, and assert, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? And the justice due me escapes the notice of my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks, might he increase power. Though youths grow and weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. So that Mm. verse 31, those who wait on the Lord. Mm. I I just, I I can't, I can't, especially with what we've grown up with. It's that verse just keeps coming back. Those who wait on the Lord, those who wait on the Lord, it just keeps coming back. And I can't, I can't describe what it feels to actually be living that part of the, this, this chapter. Um, it's been incredibly humbling because not only has God said, Hey, I'm going to carry you. This is my plan. But he's also like, Hey, (laughs) who are we talking about here? (laughs) We're talking about God. (laughs) I'm God. You're not. Let me, let me handle this. Mm. And 
those verses are completely humbling to me. I felt about two inches tall. I'm not a tall woman as it is. It made me feel smaller. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. Oh, I love true. the part too about his understanding and just yeah, how he came to earth and he lived it. Jesus lived it. And just mm -hmm. that, you know, it's like intellectually, of course, wait on the Lord, God will take care of you, all those things. But you were like, you were saying you were living in these verses mm -hmm. and he knows our weakness. Oh he yeah. knows that despite the fact that we want to wait, we want to trust that we're, we, we have emotions. Mm -hmm. And I am a very so emotional person. <laughs> I'm a very emotional person. Um, and his patience is, like you said, never ending. Mm. Um, I don't deserve it, but he, he gives it anyway. Mm. Well, that your story is so encouraging to me where I am right now, you know, sometimes you go through seasons where you feel like you hear God speak to you more or you feel closer to him. And then you have seasons where you feel like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to wait. And I know that you're here. I know that, that you love me. You haven't left me, but I, I want that physical hug. I want what Kathy experienced, you know? And so I think there are probably a lot of people listening that are like, are you kidding me? That actually happened. That's so cool. God is actually that near. Um, so thank you for that hope that you shared with everyone today, because God's real. He is. And he still performs everyday miracles Yeah, every day. And I was, I, I I'm so blessed to have such a loving, forgiving patient to God because I mean where would we be without him where would Lost. we be absolutely <laughs> I would Confused. very um I would be one very angry person at this mm. point and mm. I'm not because of his intense love Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing <laughs> that with us, Kathy. It's blessed me and I know it, it has blessed so many. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for listening today. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss future episodes and check out our website, meetmeinisaiah.com so you can join the Meet Me in Isaiah movement.